Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Uh, Mike, we've got uh, quite a bit of uh, excitement going on in the energy markets here lately, and uh, we're seeing a little spillover, a little uh, a little buying into the uh, bean oil market. Uh, the the palm oil it was up uh, 168 ringgits. Uh, it's on fire now. It's new contract highs there. Uh, canola market is on fire here recently too. Um, what's your uh, what's your take on all this stuff? Because you do have crude and its products plus natural gas just really lighting the board on fire right now. Yeah, the energy rally here today that definitely helped out with the bean oil uh, was impressive. And you have a lot of concerns overseas about what is going on with energy consumption. Uh, China telling its people to reduce their consumption, go to flashlights and go to uh, generators and just the high prices that we're currently seeing. And then you have OPEC that's even in the face of $80 crude saying, no, we're not going to change our, our output at this point. And you just see at the, what we're looking at, a shortfall of energy supply and just a absolute rip-your-face-off rally. Um, so that's what a lot of the outside market is currently doing, and it seems to at least keep somewhat of a bid underneath our grains with your biofuels and things along those lines. It was interesting to see that beans were so accepting of it, but corn was a lot more of a fighter here today. Yeah, well, that that wheat market uh, did uh, what we all knew it would do, which is uh, the opposite of what it probably should be doing, but whatever. Um, <laughs> any, uh, any thoughts here on uh, the idea uh, that, you know, China is in shambles right now. Maybe maybe I'm I'm playing that up a little bit, um, but it seems like China's financial situation is tenuous at best. You've got this Evergrande situation. And there was another property uh, company over there that uh, had defaulted or had missed a a big uh, a big debt payment. Um, obviously, they've cut back or they've said that they're going to ban phosphate exports, which they're responsible for about 30% of the world's phosphate exports. Uh, they're flying flying jets uh, to Taiwan or over over the South China Sea. You've got, um, uh, they've halted Evergrande's uh, trading there for a while uh, on Sunday night. And they've got the Olympics uh, coming up next summer. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like... You know, if you're if you're at in such a state of flux, uh, there's a, a big issue coming up, and I don't. I'm not trying to push the Black Swan event. Uh, we've had that conversation, the whole chicken chicken little conversation, but it does seem like the world is about to end on the other side of the uh, of the world, and uh, there's going to be some reverberations that uh, come through on this on this uh, situation here in the U.S. And some of it could be beneficial to price. Some of it could be very dangerous as far as price, uh, and not just talking corn prices, but talking the input prices and the conversation going that way for cotton and you know anything at this point that you that you plant that needs fertilizer, needs you know inputs or any supply chain situation that you've got going on is in a state of flux. So how do we how do we traverse all this? How do we manage all this? 
really taking a step back, detaching from the situation and looking at the full picture is going don't to get be, emotional. Don't, definitely don't get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be emotional, definitely stay out of weed. But uh, going forward, we had Russia that was building up military presence on their border. And we now have China that is sending warplanes close to Taiwan over in that direction. You have uh, Japan was making comments about, uh, I think it was either North Korea or China sending missiles out and shooting those, uh, testing them. And then you have this big debt problem, which has been around for a, a while now and just is coming to the surface. And if it's anything like the response we got from COVID, it's going to be a little bit before we actually see what's happening right now in China. What we see is that it looks looks pretty bad but maybe even worse. Mm -hmm. And you have China that is a big holder of U.S. debt, and you have the potential for war, and you just have all these things that are really gearing up for a very negative-looking world environment on just a macro scale. And you may see money just flood over to commodities just because people want to be able to hold tangible uh, items if there is that possibility for war and having something that if there is inflation will appreciate in value. So definitely covering any ideas. We saw beans gap lower and finish with an outside day higher. Um, So covering up ideas at this point of really in both directions to give you some time for any kind of black swan event that may occur is going to be huge going forward because you do have so many outliers, whether it be input costs, whether it be a huge debt problem in China interlaced with every single economy mm-hmm. in a big way that if they go under, every, they're pulling everyone down with them and then watching the potential for the dollar to go skyrocketing because everyone else's currency is absolutely being destroyed against it and the U.S. is no longer, well, not even close to competitive if that does happen and just – being very cautious, not only on the input side of things, on the grains, and really breaking down the business plan and seeing, is there more I'm susceptible to than just the price of corn? Mm-hmm. Is there something else I can do in order to hedge my risk on a grander scale? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, with the, uh, we've already seen natural gas prices go up. That means anhydrous goes up, uh, nitrogen, everything uh, from that aspect goes up. You've got the uh, the phosphate or the urea or you, you name it uh, that continues to to build. Um, we're seeing uh, some of the highest prices in fertilizers that we've seen in over 10 years. And that is a major issue. Now, this is a supply issue versus last time. I think it was 2008 was a demand issue. And if you if you really start to, to kind of break these things down, uh, you know, where are we at? And let's let's go away from China right now. Where are we at when it comes to Brazil or South America? Because we know as we finish out our crop, they're just getting started on their new crop. And, I mean, it's as much as we talked about uh, planting fence post to fence post here in the United States this past spring, it seems like that's where Brazil's at at this point. I mean, they're clearing out. I would have to disagree because they are moving their fence post. So they're taking the fence post out, ripping it, and moving it miles so, away. So they, they are moving the fence post so that they can go to a further fence post. Right. At this point. Okay. 
I mean, because that's that's what it seems like. It doesn't. No matter what we do, um, <clears throat> you don't have a. And I I, I won't say this. Uh, I won't. I guess I. The tough part about saying this is that no matter what you look at from a bean perspective, there's really not a bull case out there just yet. There isn't. If if you're if the conversation is already revolving around more corn acres. Uh, or, or less corn acres here in the United States, intuitively that probably means we're going to plant more beans. We already know that South America, Brazil specifically, is planting way more beans. They'd have to, I believe they'd have to be down like 8 or 10 million tons to not have a record for for their production this year. That's how much more they planted. And if their yields actually come in, Boy, we've got a we've got a ton of beans that we we can't compete with right now, and we have a good crop out there. Our our ending stocks are growing. We had a better better crop than was projected last fall. So, you know, there's it seems like there's a lot of downside for uh, for beans, but on the same token, will beans pull the corn back? Will beans pull the wheat back? Will the wheat and corn, or will the wheat pull the corn and the beans up? Because we know, we've already talked about wheat, it's not exactly the most, it's not the most bullish out there from a world standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the world standpoint, we are building that ending stocks number on a, a grand scale, even though the U.S. side is decreasing. Um, with beans, everything you just stated, plus the fact that we're not seeing day after day to ADM sales and we have a just monstrous export program plugged in, uh, you got a lot of problems going forward. And the potential big outliers, the inflationary idea, if the dollar goes plummeting or it goes skyrocketing higher, if the cost of goods, if you see money inflowing into commodities, could be the reason why we'd find support. And may not be other, any other reason besides that, because you're right on the just fundamental aspects of it. This crop is not getting smaller, mm-hmm. so a lot to, lot to keep in mind. And unfortunately, it's happening during harvest when everyone's out there in the combines and can't keep a closer eye on the market. Uh, but definitely, making sure you're staying in contact, even if it's just for a quick second, is going to be huge going forward because this October time frame could get wild. Well, let's talk one more thing before we. Before we hang it up for the day, um, you mentioned the outside day higher in in beans today. From a technical perspective, what's your confidence that that means? Maybe we've put in a short term low, or what's your what's your what's your take on that? And where do we go from here uh, from a technical perspective? Yeah, so with us coming within two cents of a 50% retracement from absolute low to absolute high on the beans on the most active chart. Wait, hold on. So 50% retracement of what move to what move? What was your high versus your low? 806 to 16.67. Okay. So right. May. So you're talking about last fall or last summer's low mm-hmm. to the high from this past spring. Right. Okay. All right. So taking those, you came within two cents of 50% retracement. You had a gap lower last night, and you had an outside day higher today. So on a technical standpoint, that's a pretty good reversal look to a, uh, to the chart. Now, the amount of strength that's going to follow through is definitely in question, whether or not we just take a short 
upwards movement to the upper end of the downward sloping channel or if we find very good support is going to be a major question but I would have to just looking at the chart looking at the interest in the market and looking at how the funds have been liquidating their positions I would have to point to it as a weak correction if it does continue off of here okay now is that um with the fundamental things that we have coming up, a USDA report uh, a week from today, which would be the 12th, um, continued harvest. Uh, really kind of seems like the, uh, the demand situation has slowed down significantly from China. Even though what we were seeing from them was frequent, the volume wasn't there, but now even that is, has kind of gone away. Um, I mean, how bad can it get? At this point, looking up there at $12.80, $12.90, $13 potentially. I mean, we it's nothing we haven't seen here recently. And if it's on the back of bean oil, if bean oil does continue to run higher, I mean, $0.40 cents this market really isn't much. What about downside uh, concerns? Downside concerns, there's a lot of them. If we do continue to build these supplies and move in that direction, you have a lot of interesting areas well below this chart so if you are able to break under 13 bucks and or sorry 12 bucks uh and continue in that direction you have some pretty sizable downside targets with how quickly we moved through those areas Mm -hmm. um so while we might be looking at 20 30 40 cents to the upside you could take that in a multiplier and see a more sustained downside so it's still saying at this point look to be selling rallies as opposed to be buying larger side dip. Yeah, at from, least that's what it would suggest right from an operational standpoint start covering you know if it's if it's a uh if it's a cash sale if it's a hedge um whatever it whatever it is at this point the downside risk is is the biggest issue at this point for this uh, for the soybean market if if that's what i'm hearing out of you yeah yeah so definitely something to keep in mind going forward and if you guys have any questions please give us a call 800-262-7538 but today for allendale market talk this is mike lung and greg mcbride signing off you guys have a great one